On today's episode, ChatGPT's CTO says that they must be regulated, and Google launches their own competitor. And where is the Tesla Roadster that's zooming around in space? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode number 153. Today's Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Today's National Days. Today's National Send a Card to a Friend Day. It would be a little nicer to send a just thinking of you type of a card to a friend than a text today. So send a card to your friends. You know, you can buy them at the store or you can make them yourself. Set aside a few minutes to write a short note and send one to a friend. I imagine it'll uh, definitely make their day. Bitcoin. Bitcoin's at $22,979. It's up another half a percent, so it's still still making that steady climb upward. Now, I know we've talked a lot about ChatGPT on here, and everybody's probably getting tired of it, but it keeps popping up in my news feed, so um, I keep reading articles about it and think more things that uh, I just find interesting. So I'm going to share it here. Um, yeah, ChatGPT, uh, their uh, parent company, you know, OpenAI is the company that, that produces that software. And uh, their chief technology officer says that uh, it must be regulated. It and other forms of AI like it. Executives, you know, they normally don't encourage more regulations of their uh, industries, but... Uh, ChatGPT and, you know, the other companies like it are, are getting so powerful now, I guess. And uh, the impact on society that a lot of people think it's going to have will be, uh, I guess, so profound that regulators need to get involved. And uh, she said they need to get involved now. Her name, Mira Marotti, she made the uh, company's stance on AI regulation uh, pretty clear. She said that, uh, yes, ChatGPT and other generative AI tools should be regulated. And when they asked her uh, whether it was too early for policymakers, you know, and regulators to get involved um, over fears that, you know, the government involvement in it would slow down innovation, she said it's not too early. It's uh, very important for everyone to start getting involved given the impact that these technologies are going to have. They're trying not to stifle innovation, but I would imagine uh, OpenAI probably doesn't like the idea of other competitors coming in with them. But uh, she said that the company didn't expect its child would be met with such enthusiasm when it was released, which I thought was a pretty, a pretty odd phrase you know, to call the software their child. But, I, I mean, I guess I've heard people say, this is my baby kind of thing, talking about a product or um, a technology that they were working on. So you can, uh, you know, deploy an AI system and get a lot of value out of it. But in the future, um, you know, something's going to come back and bite you, she said. So I would, she said, if you care about AI, um, you have to invest in its managing its risks. And I can see that for a company and a corporation doing it themselves internally. 
because AI is moving so fast that uh, um, they need to be, I think, self-regulating and controlling so that it just doesn't get out of hand for themselves. You know, in their own, I guess, auditing is more of a better term. Um, And to me, that's just, you know, a fancy word for a, a third party, an independent party looking at the system and helping you understand all of the risks and how you manage those risks. Because every corporation should be handling their own, you know, risks and risk management. But, uh, you know, I think it's one thing to have these companies regulating and auditing themselves, and it's uh, something completely different when they're calling for government regulation. You know, because when the companies and the engineers themselves are talking about how difficult regulation and auditing would be, how is there any way possible that, you know, our government, you know, government congressional regulation would be a good idea at all? You know, they don't even understand the impacts of, you know, simple social media companies and the impact that they're making. So something is, you know, as difficult or, you know, complex as AI, it it has to be just completely mind-blowing to them. I can... I can picture those congressional hearings now listening to our members of Congress talking about their understanding of what this their understanding of what this software is. Google on Monday, they unveiled their competitor to it, their own uh, tool. It's uh it's called Bard. And, uh, you know, they're trying to compete with ChatGPT because Sundar Pichai, who's their CEO, um, he said that uh, BARD will be opened up to trusted testers starting Monday, which was yesterday, with plans to make it available to the public in the coming weeks. Um, I'm interested in using all of them and just seeing how they all work. But... uh, he said that Bard seeks to combine the breadth of the world's knowledge with the power, intelligence, and creativity of our large language models. It draws on information from the web to provide fresh, high-quality responses. To me, that sounds more like marketing terms from uh, a CEO. They definitely are scared um, because of you know all the attention I guess ChatGPT's been getting recently. Uh, Google's management they did declare a code red situation for its search business. In a tweet last year, uh, Paul Bakai, he's one of the uh, creators of Gmail. Um, he uh, I guess forewarned that uh, Google may be only a year or two away from uh, total disruption due to the rise of AI. So I imagine they've been taking it pretty seriously and uh, and trying to uh, stay ahead. But uh, I don't think anybody saw it blowing up quite as quickly as it has been. But, uh, you know, Microsoft, they're trying themselves by investing billions into OpenAI, which is, like we said, the parent company of ChatGPT. And uh, they've already said that they would incorporate it into uh, some of its products and uh, plan on working it into its search engine, um, which is Bing. But uh, I don't know anybody that actually uses Bing. So I would see it. It's a lot more beneficial in uh, some of their other software products. Because the underlying technology around BARD, 
that Google's making um, said it won't be widely available to the public. But it's based off of, uh, you know, because Google unveiled its language model for dialogue applications, or they call it Lambda, over two years ago. And uh, they said Monday that this is a technology that would po power Bard. Um, and Lambda made headlines last year when a uh, formal former Google engineer claimed that uh, the chatbot was sentient, and that's why he left. What uh, truly amazes me when using ChatGPT, though, is the, uh, I guess, the ability that it has to understand the context of a conversation when you uh, talk with it or, you know, text with it, when it responds. You know, it, it makes it sound a lot more natural and human-like. And it, it makes it a lot easier for people to actually have a conversation with it as far as that, uh, that real human feel. Um, if you ask chat GPT to explain itself like it were in the four, like you were in the fourth grade, um, here's its answer. It said, uh, okay, imagine you have a really smart friend who knows a lot about many things and can answer all sorts of questions you have. That's kind of like what chat GPT is. It's a computer program that's taught a lot of information about many topics so it can have conversations with people and answer questions, just like your smart friend. It doesn't always get things right, but it does its best to help you. SpaceX put a Tesla sports car into space, you know, five years ago. And everybody's wondering, where is it now? You know, because they e launched Elon Musk's personal Tesla Roadster into space, sending the car on an endless journey, where I guess they expected it to remain forever. But uh, as of yesterday, February 6th, it was uh, officially been in space for exactly five years. It's completed about three and a quarter loops around the sun and uh, was positioned about 203 million miles from Earth, according to the tracking website, whereisroadster.com. You know, the roadsters logged more than two and a half billion miles in space. And it's difficult, however, to say where the vehicle is with, uh, I guess, absolute certainty, or determine if it's still in one piece, you know, because it's probably, they could have been, you know, hit by something, dinged, destroyed, you know, like a meteoroid, or just e the erosion from the radiation could have, you know, done a lot of damage to it. Um, and, you know, they, they're not actually tracking it because you know they said there wasn't a whole lot of value in actually tracking where it was but uh, i guess current data is based only on calculated estimates of the car's trajectory the it the car was it was ultimately intended to serve as a, a throwaway you know dummy payload for the falcon heavy their first mission um back in february of 2018 it was just a test they had to launch something out off of the Falcon Heavy. So Elon thought that would be an interesting thing to do. Um, and the car has been circling the sun ever since, you know, taking a, a path that it says it swings out as far as Mars orbital path and as close to the sun as Earth's orbit. And uh, as of Monday, it's just intersecting with Mars path. Though, you know, Mars itself is on the opposite side of the sun. And uh, so the roadster isn't likely to pass near another planet until uh, 2035. 
when it'll uh, brush by Mars again. And, you know, then it'll make two passes within a few million miles of Earth again in 2047 and 2050, according to uh, NASA data. Oh, well, that's all I have today. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have an amazing rest of your day. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.